Brothers and sisters, I have good news for you today. This is good news that isn't new. And it's from a story that's ancient but never old. So at this time, I invite you to lean in and listen well and listen carefully to these words from Holy Scripture from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 6, verses 27 through 36. This is Jesus speaking. And Jesus says, To those who are listening, I say, Love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. If someone slaps you on one cheek, turn to them the other also. If someone takes your coat, don't withhold your shirt from them. Give to everyone who asks. And if someone takes what belongs to you, don't demand it back. Do to others what you would have done to you. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do that. They love who loves them. If you do good to those who do good to you. What credit is that to you? Even sinners do that. And if you lend to those from whom you can expect repayment, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners expecting to be repaid in full. But love your enemy, do good to them, give to them without expecting to get anything back. Then great will be your reward and you will be children of the Most High. For God is kind to the ungrateful and the wicked. Be merciful just as your Father is merciful. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So a few weeks ago we talked about God's house. is going to be a house of prayer for everybody. We talked about how we have to love when there is so much love, it crowds out fear. So we don't, we're not going to fear. And then last week, we practiced being silent and listening, being still. And this week, we're going to be talking about how to pray for people for whom we might have difficulty praying. Right? I need to start by helping you understand where this context is. Where did this take place? This is the Gospel of Luke. So this sermon in the Gospel of Luke is often referred to as the Sermon on the Plain. In the Gospel of Matthew, it's called the Sermon on the Mount. So uh, Luke says it was at a level place, so maybe a plateau or a mesa, so a lifted up place, but in a flat spot. 
And like the Gospel of Matthew, the Sermon on the Mount, Luke starts with um, talking about the first words out of Jesus' mouth are blessing. Blessed are you, or honored, more accurately translated, honored are you if you're poor and if you're hungry. So the rest of the world looks at you and they're like, hmm, you're poor. What do you have? Ooh, you're hungry. You know, God really doesn't like you. But this says God will honor you, those of you who are poor, those of you who are hungry. And then he turns to the woes. Woe to you if you are rich. Woe to you if people uh, give you lots of respect and honor. Because that's maybe all you get, right, just on this earth. So... Jesus is talking to the people who have um, dignity and clothing and money to lend. He is not talking to the hungry and the poor. I think he's talking to this second group of people, the woe to people. And what Jesus is not saying is stay in an abusive relationship. That is not what Jesus is saying. And I'm going to say it again so you hear me clearly. Jesus is not saying... Stay in an abusive relationship. If that's your situation, come see me. Come see one of the elders. Okay? You need to understand that is not what God is asking you to do or where he's asking you to be. So this is to people who have power. So just in this text, let's think about this for a minute. Who does this? Is this not crazy? This is insane, right? This is, who does this? Who uh, loves their enemy? I mean, who would do this? Who does good to people who hate them? Who is going to let people slap them, offend them, degrade them, mistreat them? Who is going to let people take their coat? I mean, can you think of anybody who would do this? Can you, do you know anybody who's done this? Maybe someone who would like let them take their coat and even maybe gamble to see who keeps it. Are you with me? Who would do that? Who would pray for the people and say, Father, forgive them? Who does this? Right? You with me? Who did this? Jesus did this. And for whom did Jesus do this? Me, the ungrateful and the wicked. You, the ungrateful and the wicked. Our enemies, right? The ungrateful and the wicked. So Jesus does this and says, this is what I want you to do. So we know who this is not to. We know who it is to, people with power. And we know who does this. We're going to talk about what now. Okay, what does Jesus ask us to do? Well, our natural inclination, someone said it in Sunday school the other week, fight or what's the other one? Flight, right? Fight or flight. Retaliate or run and hide. That's usually the human reaction when we are, I don't know if attacked is the thing, because this is a dignity thing for the most part. Um, the... Um, the slapping was an insult. This was not a beating. This was an insult to dignity. These are people who had dignity. 
Um, these are people who have clothes. This was actually kind of a legal reference. If you go to court and they take your cloak or they demand this of you, um, if they take your property, uh, if you have money to lend, all these things, if you are somehow to be envied and therefore attacked, right? So how do we respond to those things? Jesus says, stay close, stay engaged. Don't run and hide, stay engaged. Don't be a doormat, stay engaged, and you choose because you do have power. Um, be surprising and confusing. Be unexpected. Do what is not expected. If you follow their script, you're doing what's expected. They are controlling you, but we're not controllable that way. We ought not to be. Um, I don't watch much TV, but there's an old TV show that I like, and you may or may not know what it is or may, not, may or may not know it, it's called Candid Camera, and it was kind of a prank show, and they would prank people by putting them in unexpected or um, just uh, confusing situations. So there's this one episode um, where this man walks into a shop, and he buys something, and the clerk rings him up, and it's $8.75. And so the man hands over $10.00. Clerk puts it in the drawer and says, thank you very much. And the man says, am I supposed to get change back? And the clerk points to the sign that says, no change given. And the man says, okay. And, and this surprised, not the man so much, but the TV crew, they were confused. They were surprised. This was an unexpected response to what they were doing with their prank. And they said to him, wait a minute, are you okay with this? I mean, is this a problem? He's like, there's no change given, I get it. That's all right. And they're like, well, well really, is this, does this not bother you? And he's like, well, no, not really, it's okay. He says no change given. And they're like, wait a minute, what, what's, are, are, we're from Candid Camera, is this not bothering you? And he's like, I don't let anybody rent space in my head. I'm going on, I'm fine. Other people don't control my day. Other people don't control my emotions. You don't have that power. Um, so that's the what. Be surprising. Be unexpected. But why? Are you going, why? Why are we doing it this way? Shouldn't we hold them account accountable? Shouldn't we have some justice here? In a sense, they're still accountable. But why? To reach out, right? God is merciful to us because God wants relationship with us. More important to God than God's dignity is a relationship with us. So that reaching out and gathering in to that house of prayer of all nations. Think about the Apostle Paul in prison, okay? If those people take Paul prisoner and bring the guards and, and they are holding Paul captive. Who's really captive? Paul's like, this is great. I've got two captives right here. And you are captive to me. In the Gospel of Matthew, in the sermon, he talks about if somebody demands that you walk a mile with them, go ahead and walk another mile. 
Just think about that as a mission opportunity. If you and I are going to be walking together for a mile, and then I've got you for a whole nother mile to talk about God and that God loves you and that you can choose differently and that you can put your faith and your trust in God, that God cared enough to send Jesus, that Jesus cared enough to hang on a cross for you, went through dearth, death and resurrection, right, for you. It's a mission opportunity when you stay engaged, do something surprising, and then they draw in because they don't know what you're doing, and they want to know why. Well, how do we do this? We know who to Jesus is speaking, right? We know who Jesus is not speaking to. We know who does this. Jesus does. Our model um, and our Savior we know what we're supposed to do, be surprising and confusing and unexpected, and we know why. What's missing? How? How do we do this? When someone is hurtful to us, when someone shows us animosity, this is the 15th Sunday after Pentecost. So what happened when that fire came down? What happened? We received power when the Holy Spirit came upon us, right? So we have power, just like the people to whom Jesus was speaking. We have the power of God. We have an eternal perspective. We have the ability to see as God sees. And what God sees is that hurt people hurt others. God sees the vulnerability that we expose when we hurt others. People who are insecure will try to control other people to give themselves a sense of power. People who feel small will try to make other people seem smaller so they can feel big. You've seen this, haven't you? Have you known people like this? I'm not saying stay in an abusive situation, but you can Pray for those people. For me, that was probably the easiest thing, but then I remembered. Um, there's a little girl, she's now a grown-up, and she, I'm going to call her Melinda. So Melinda ne lived next door to somebody that she didn't really care for. Um, so Melinda was basically saying to this little girl, you know, I can't play with you, or, or I need to go, or you need to go, because we're going to go to church, or we're going to do something Christian, and you're not a Christian, so we're going to go do our Christian thing because we're Christians and you're not. So, you, yeah, we're not going to do this because I shouldn't be with you because you're not a Christian. But this little girl had enough training and teaching that she would pray for the little girl. So Melinda would pray for the little girl um, because that's what good little Christians do. God listens to the prayer of good little Christians. You know what happened, don't you? The little girl next door comes to church puts her trust and faith in Jesus. And now Melinda has to deal with, sorry, I just don't like her. Right? Have we been there? <laughs> so she missed a step. Melinda missed a step. And I hope you've done this too, where you see someone who hates you, <laughs> someone who does not like you. Jesus didn't say everybody's going to love you. You're still going to have folks who don't like you. Maybe you make them uncomfortable. 
because you have the confidence of your faith. So then, if we can see them through the eyes of God with their vulnerabilities exposed, because hurt people hurt people, right? They hurt others. Forgiven people, what do we do? We forgive others, right? That's what we're made to do. So if we can see those people as God sees them, love them as God loves them, praying not for their success in offending you, praying not for their affirmation in their abusive or insulting behavior, but for them to be redeemed, for them to be transformed as you and I have been transformed and continue to experience transformation. I think that's the prayer that we pray. And it comes from humility, not humiliation. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about humility as those who have been forgiven, as those who have received grace. Behold what manner of love God has given to us that we, that we can be called children of God. And who else? If we can't be humble, when it comes time for that feast where we will all gather and eat, okay, we have to be able to say, hello, fellow sinner, please move down so I can sit here too. And we will make space for you and you will make space for me. I think it's about being humble. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. Amen. Folks, we're going to 